Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Back to the bald Face truth with John Canzano. Peter Sampson is up next with The Pulse from 6 to 7 on 750 The Game. Well, the last couple weeks, I've been uh, following Max Meyer of Caesars because he does a great job in putting out, like, the latest trends on the spreads, on the top 25, and in particular the Pac-12. Uh, and I finally just decided, hell, we got to get him on the show. We've been talking about him. We've been regurgitating his data on this program, and he's joining us now. Where are you right now? Where's home? Oh, I'm in New York City, so I am I am a rare East Coast uh, Pac-12 guy, but I, I'm a USC alum, and, and that's what really started my love for the conference. I love it. Uh, give us an idea. So what do you do for Caesars? What's your technical role? Because you're our go-to betting guy on Twitter, but you know what do, what do they call you? So I'm the uh, editorial content writer at Caesars, but my role is is kind of twofold. So I have access to the back end of Caesars, meaning I can see every single bet that comes in. And basically, I, I turn all the data into editorial content and national storylines, just, you know, picking which uh, sides and, and bets are, are most interesting to me and sharing them with, uh, you know, the public. We're talking to Max Meyer with Caesars. Uh, let's talk about tonight's game. It caught my eye. Washington visiting UCLA, 4-0 against 4-0. Huskies uh, a three-point favorite in this game, but you're seeing a whole bunch of money on, on Washington in this game. So, yes and no. Um, this game has actually been the most popularly bet spread uh, among the entire uh, Week 5 slate. And a lot of it is due just to the fact that this is a Friday night game. This is the one power five game on the slate and there's a ranked team. And typically um, if, if there is a good matchup like this, like the, the Friday night, it's going to get a lot, a, a lot of money early in the week, but I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, this line's actually dropped to Washington two and a half. Uh, we have been seeing more UCLA money today. So Washington's only getting about 61% uh, percent of the handle, still about 78% of tickets but we've definitely been seeing some respected money on UCLA. That's interesting. So give us an idea, because last week it was USC-Oregon State that that was the, the big game as far as handle is concerned. Is it because of the geography of Caesars being on the western part of the United States and the Pac-12, or is there something else going on that the Pac-12 games are attracting that kind of attention? Uh, so I, I mean, where Caesars is all over, it, it's just, you know, like obviously we're, we're, you know, legal in New York and New Jersey. So we have the East coast mm-hmm. presence, I mean, Michigan and I like, so we're, we're pretty much all over. Um, last week I, I think was also a unique circumstance. So we opened USC, Oregon state, USC 13 and a half and, and the rest of the market was around seven. And so the fact that there was that discrepancy between our sports book and, and the, and other shops. Mm. Um, I think that, that that's what really drew a lot of the action. And, and then there was another day when we were when we had USC minus seven and other books had it at, at uh, USC minus six or six and a half. And just even that point or, or half a point, that just drew a lot of big money uh, coming in on, on Oregon State. And so I think for the Pac-12, you know, like I'm really interested to see how the handle compares in a couple of weeks uh, for USC Utah. 
when Alabama, Tennessee, and, and Penn State, Michigan are, are also that same Saturday. I think that that's going to be really telling to see, you know, just how the Pac-12 stacks up with its marquee games against some of the other bigger conferences. We're talking to Max Meyer, who's with Caesars, and he's talking about the betting lines and the action, and he's got access to the back end of the system here. Uh, Oregon State, Utah, what are you seeing on that game? Yeah, so we opened this Utah 11. Uh, it got uh, to as high as 12 at first and then as low uh, as 9.5. Now it's it's kind of in the middle at 10.5. Uh, Utah, majority of the action, they've gotten about 57% of the tickets, 70% of the handle, though. Uh, this game is fascinating. Just Oregon State, they, they should have beaten USC last week, and now – you know, there, I like you can't call Utah exactly a letdown spot, but right. it's just really interesting. Like I'm interested to see how you know all all these kids respond. Uh, but Utah, you know, after losing to Florida, uh, they've looked great, except the competition hasn't exactly been that great. And they're without Brant Keithy, who is definitely one of the most important offensive weapons in the conference. Um, yeah, and so I, I think that this is going to be pretty good two way action. Uh, some respected money on Utah. And you know, like I, if like if, if I had to pick, I'd I'd probably go, I'd probably lean Utah in, in this one too. I, it's interesting, you know, as USC now turns and plays an Arizona State team that lost its head coach. Uh, I saw the spread on this game early in the week. It was at like twenty five and a half in some places. Uh, I don't know where it is now, but it. What happens with a game like this? Because a lot of national brand with USC, you know USC well. You know that I, I think you got to put a big number up there to get people to bet on Arizona State in, in this in this uh, matchup. But where do you see this line? Where are the trends right now? Yeah, so I mean, with the USC, and, and I mean the first three weeks, like they covered, and, and so and and people have been riding USC against the spread all season, and so you're right, and especially against an Arizona State team. Obviously, Herm Edwards is gone. Uh, they lost to Eastern Michigan as a big favorite. They get blown out by Utah. It's like, who wants to really bet on Arizona State? So that, that's why the line is as high as it is. And we took a, a crazy uh, money line bet. Um, so USC is, is minus 4,500, and we took a 575,000 bet on USC just to win the game. And the payout is, is just a little under 13,000. So I thought that that was, that was pretty wild. Uh, in terms of spread, USC about 72% of the tickets, 78% of the handle. I mean, this is still uh, obviously one of the best offenses in the country, even though they were sluggish against Oregon State. It's just hard for me to lay all of these points with a defense that, you know, that has as many questions as USC does. But I, I don't necessarily know if, if I could, you know, put any or recommend anyone's hard-earned money on Arizona State given, you know, you, we just don't know how they're going to respond. It just feels like a lost season for Arizona State. But with Emory Jones, their quarterback, dual-threat quarterbacks have given uh, USC issues in the past. Um, I, I think it's it's a little too high, but I, you know, I wouldn't blame you if you just stay away from this game completely. All right, so back up to that $575,000 bet. Give me the deets on that. Yeah, so th this was uh, a Nevada better who uh, put this uh, down at Caesars Palace. And... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting just to see, you know, such a huge bet come in uh, to win that little money. And one that we had earlier in the season, we took uh, a very bit, we took a six-figure bet on Alabama money line against Texas, and that better was definitely sweating it out just because Alabama eked out that win over yeah. Texas, and, and they very and they very well could have lost. 
So, you know, it, it's that like I wouldn't recommend these types of bets. Right. Uh, just because you really you, you never know. But, you know, different bettors see di- different opportunities. What What's the payout on that 575 again? 13. What was it? Uh, a little under 13,000. It's like uh, 12,800. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot of 575. I would no way. That it, I mean, that's insane to do something like that. We're talking to Max Meyer with Caesars, uh, who is the guy who is behind the scenes and uh, revealing to us what is going on behind the scenes. Um, it, you know, as you move around college football, the big brands in college football, I'm assuming, attract more wagering. Are there some market opportunities in your mind when you see that kind of that kind of stuff going on when USC is making its way around the conference, you know, uh, you know, are there going to be some opportunities with the lines maybe being skewed a little bit to the brand? Yeah, I would typically say any marquee top 10, you can even say top 25 team, uh, you know, people will just see the, the, the number next to the team and, and they'll typically bet them. And so um, for a lot of these, you know, it, it, it the value play is going against uh, the ranked team and backing the unranked team. And, you know, and, you know, there's Oregon state obviously, which is unranked, but that's a little different situation. USC, Arizona state. Like I, I, I don't think that the line should be as high as it is personally. It's just really tough to lay money on Arizona state. And then Oregon, Oregon's interesting though, just because they're, for me, they're a very Jekyll and Hyde team. Like I think at home, uh, they've always, uh, you know, played well at Austin and Bo Nix, even going back uh, to his days at Auburn, he's definitely had much stronger splits at home versus on the road. And so, you know, like that when you last week with Oregon, Washington State, I personally was on Washington State because I, I just really don't trust road Oregon. And now they're back at home uh, against Stanford. And again, this is another line that I think is a little too high. But Stanford, I mean, their offensive line was just such a disaster against Washington and Oregon at home is just is, is such a beast. But Stanford with Tanner McKee against an Oregon defense, that's really disappointing. That's, that's also a lot of points. So I, I would typically say that if you are um, looking at ranked games uh, when you're betting it, typically the value lies with, with the unranked team. Steven uh, has a question for you, Max. Steven, go ahead. Yeah, so you talked about uh, Arizona State and Herm Edwards being fired as a coach. Like, what do you? What is the like the market reaction to fired coaches? Because we're looking at Colorado now. Uh, they're seventeen and a half point dogs to Arizona. Carl Terrell could be on the hot seat. You talked about Arizona State twenty six, I believe, to USC. Like, how big of a factor is that in the market? Uh, well, the first coach that was fired this season was Scott Frost at Nebraska, and we were actually seeing a, a good amount of Nebraska money against Oklahoma, and of course, Nebraska gets blown out, but um, first game after a coach gets fired is, is a popular angle, um, especially in the pros, just because you think that the team's going to rally around, you know, it, it's new era, especially if it's a coach that they dislike, but I think a, a key difference for college is that these recruits are, are choosing the coach that they want to play for a lot of the time versus pros. You know, you're, you're kind of stuck with where you're drafted for at least early on in your career. And so I think with some college and, and we're, and we're going to see it, you know, with what happens Georgia tech uh, this week uh, against Pitt after Jeff Collins uh, got let go. But with Arizona state first game without Herm Edwards, they get blown out against Utah and Nebraska gets blown out against Oklahoma. It could be the reverse effect that, you know, that these kids, feel bad that that you know that they got their coach fired and, and so it might not be the same effort um that you would think uh for, for maybe an nfl team uh a, a, 
the, the first game after their coach gets fired. Uh, yeah, and I also want to know about uh, just the futures of the Pac-12 market. You know, looking at it, Utah, Utah, UC are the top two teams, kind of whatever you think there. Then Oregon sitting there, four and a half, five to one. Washington lit right after them. Uh, do you think there's any value on any teams outside of Utah and USC right now in the Pac-12? Uh, I, I I don't think any value on Oregon. Um, Washington, I, I think right now is, is at its peak as well. Um, UCLA is, is interesting to me. I just don't think that they have the horses to compete with uh, Utah or USC. Um, I, I fully expect USC and Utah to meet in the conference uh, title game in Vegas. But I, I think Washington, I would say Washington is, is the best team in the North for, for my money's worth. But I, I just, I, at seven to one, went, I mean, they, they were, I think, 15 or 16 to one at Caesars uh, to win the Pac 12 before the season. And I actually, I think UCLA up, uh, upsets Washington outright tonight. So I, I wouldn't be taking Washington now. Uh, maybe if, if, you know, if that price climbs a bit. Uh, after they lose, just because Washington doesn't have to face USC, they don't have to face Utah, so there's a schedule advantage there. But I wouldn't take Oregon or Washington right now. Uh, Sean's got a question as well. Sean, you got a question for Max Meyer of Caesars? Yeah, I've got a question for Max. Um, I'm just curious, you know, like there was so much action last week on Oregon State USC, and it sounds like there's a ton of action this week on Washington UCLA. Why do you think people are placing all of this money on these Pac-12 games that maybe aren't marketed as much as the marquee SEC game or the big ESPN game. Uh, why are people keep kind of moving towards these these Pac-12 games, especially last week that was on the Pac-12 network? Yeah, so um, like I said before, a lot of it for last week was the line discrepancy, but I, I also think the fact that these games are later in the night and, you know, if, you know, maybe, you know, you don't have any plans on a Friday night, and you just want to watch the game and just have, like, something fun to do. Uh, same with, you know, last night or last week, the, the USC-Oregon State game, you know, kicked off really late. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun way to end your night. And, real, and, and sometimes also, especially Saturday nights, you know, like maybe there are people that have a little extra money after having a nice college football betting day who, I guess, you know, want to – I, I try and double their profits even more and just, you know, basically a bet on the game or reverse or conversely, you know, you're having a bad day and I guess you want to go uh, back to even and you kind of chase a little bit, which never recommend, but there are definitely betters that do. And so you place the biggest bet of the day on, on the last big game of the day. So I think timing definitely plays a part. Uh, definitely the fact that it was on, that USC Oregon State was on Pac-12 Network versus ESPN, I don't think that that really helped handle, especially, you know, with live betting being as prominent as it is and a lot of people not being able to watch the game. But I, I think that timing definitely plays a part. And, and the fact that USC and UCLA, uh, and especially USC, I mean, they're such brand names. And, you know, and, and these are interesting games just because USC, Oregon State, these were a battle of undefeated teams being pitted against each other last week. UCLA Washington is undefeated teams, and, and people, you know, are, are interested in these types of games. Max Meyer, Caesars, on Twitter, at the Max Meyer. Hey, thanks for coming on. We'd love to get you back on and talk more about this down the road. Absolutely, and uh, best of luck if uh, to anyone listening who's placing bets this weekend. There you go. I love that. Max Meyer from Caesars. Leave it here. Our big splash coming up. Back to the Bald Face Truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. Hour number one's been lively. Hour number two, I think, will be just the same. 
Bill Riley, ESPN 700 in Salt Lake City, will be along. Anna will be along as well. You'll also hear some of the most god-awful laughs that you've ever heard in the history of mankind. Somebody had a great idea. Some European show had a great idea or a terrible idea, depending on what you think it is. They got people who had obnoxious laughs together, put them on the same talk show, and then rolled a camera on it. You sent this to me, John. I had no idea what this was, and I had no idea what I just watched when you sent it to me. It was <laughs> like it, I, was, I, I, I was out of words. I had nothing to say. I had no idea what was happening. I had a friend who said they should use it for interrogation. It would work. <laughs> I, I would spill the beans if I had to listen to that all day. He said uh, they could use the auto in prisoner interrogation. He said 10 minutes of that, and I'm giving up the nuclear codes. Definitely. I mean, it was, it's, it's funny. So uh, we'll play it. We'll see what your reaction is uh, in the 4 o'clock hour. Also, um, the Cubs did a really cool drone shot of Wrigley Stadium or drone tour of Wrigley Stadium. I think it's fantastic. I uh, tweeted it. If you're interested, at John Canzano BFT. And Stephen Vaughn made uh, made the newsletter today. Uh, I'm starting something fun on Fridays where I give the tweet of the week. Um, you got the tweet of the week, man. You speed stripping is the tweet of the week. I, You know what? I accept it, and I am grateful for the honor. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's been the talk of my house. It's been the talk of the town. I've had a couple <laughs> people talk to me that, like, listen to the show that know me, and they're like, yeah, I heard, heard you can take your shirt off fast. And, like, yeah, so they want to see it right then, but I, you know, I don't want to yeah. do it in front of everybody. You're going to be in Costco, and people are going to be like, do it, man. Do Just it. All right. I want to see it right now. Um, all right, big splash today. Uh, do you want to do the benchmark or not? I don't, I don't need to do it. No, no, no. We'll go. Okay, the big splash is coming out of the WNBA. Uh, I told you last week that uh, Oregon Senator Ron Wyden had written a letter to Adam Silver and to Kathy Engelbert, the commissioner of the WNBA. They wrote back. They're now pen pals. Uh, Engelbert and Silver have responded, and they say that the WNBA is, quote-unquote, actively considering Portland as an expansion market. That's our big splash. Hour number two is next. Leave it here. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.